0: Hey there, e-commerce entrepreneurs. My name is Ben Thomas, and I'm the host of e-commerce behind the scenes. In this episode, my colleague speaks with Liz from FFS Beauty, a UK-based shaving and body care subscription company. Some of the more interesting aspects are what to think about when going from local to international, top KPIs to track, and tactics to reduce churn. Let's hop in. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Liz from FFS beauty uh, which is um, a beautiful online store selling shaving products and subscriptions Liz my first question won't be a big surprise um, what does FFS stand for <laughs> well FFS was
1: originally um, stood for friction-free shaving so that's when the company was founded in 2015 um, that was what the FFS stood for since then we've had a rebrand and it just represents the frustrations that you can get from shaving. Mm-hmm. So the FFS now can stand for anything you want to. So it's for fuss-free shaving, um, for Friday's sake. So it depends in what sort of marketing way that we want to use it. And um, the FFS obviously in English does refer to another acronym that people use it for. And again, that was part of a play on FFS, that women can get frustrated from the shaving experience. and. You forget to buy your blades, or you have a bad experience, and you
0: will use the term FFS.
1: So um, it it was sort of a cheeky play on that, really.
0: Yes, I need to. I need to say I I very much like the idea. That that, and I was. That that is one of the reasons I was super curious to to start with that uh, that short question. Um, We get asked all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So can you tell? Can you share with us a little bit more about the history um, behind the brand? and maybe some inspiration or how it all started with with the FFS Beauty.
1: Okay, well the original founders um, saw an opportunity in the market back in 2015. So the male subscription market um, Mm -hmm. had just started taking off in America with the likes of Dollar Shave Club Um, and then a few male companies were doing it in the UK. But they realised no one was doing it for the ladies and they, they spoke to their wives and they said, "Yeah, no one is doing it yet. Yeah, this is really interesting. It'd be it'd be great for us. The convenience factor of having the blades delivered every day, or well, every 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 month, and not having to to go to the shops, remember what razor you've brought, what blades fit your razor." So one of the founders also had a strong background in fulfillment. So it just seemed to to oh. make sense to to create a female subscription service. Um, and then they found the right sort of formula with the, the metal rose gold handle. It isn't something that the women had got. Um, we'd only got plastic razors. So going over to what the men have been used to using really high quality metal razors and with a,
0: a beautiful rose gold finish. So that's, that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, So you 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 were saying that um, the inspiration was originally related to um, lack of other solutions for for women on the market back then. Yes. Um, So do I understand correctly that right now you um, you target um, um, like your target audience are women, or you also offer some products for for men at this at this stage um, of your business?
1: So we're we're still female first. Um, we we're, we're here to fulfil the needs of um, females shaving, but we also do offer um, razors that are suitable for the the men to use. I meant the men can use the women's as well. I mean, it's 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 a unisex, yes. <laughs> unisex project at the product at the end of the day. Um, but we also um, offer a, a dual subscription discount if you bring um, a second subscription onto your. So that that can be either the the male or a female. Um, mm-hmm because we understand that a lot of women buy for their men so if you're having your Razor subscription delivered on a regular basis why not have your partners delivered as well it's a lot more sustainable having one package delivered to your door rather than two so we offer it more as a a convenience and a sustainability angle
0: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're you're monitoring your customers needs and you're adjusting the, the products According to to how the needs are actually changing or have that's been changing. Exactly, yes, wonderful, that's exactly what wonderful. Um, so um, at the beginning or or even now, when it comes to your target target audience, do you use or did you use any specific tools that helped you maybe niche down or um, you know somehow um, analyze uh, what what people actually want and um, and define um, the, the very the very best of your target audience. So
1: just by marketing on um, Facebook and Instagram you it obviously gives you that that de- the, the metrics of what your demographic is and who's buying um, your product. So we marketed heavily especially in the early days using Facebook and Instagram. Um, and, and Google ads as well. they, they were our primary pl- pl- platforms for gaining subscribers. Mm-hmm. So we used the, the data and the metrics we got from there to realize who was
0: interested in our product and, and where to focus our, our marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned um, a couple of paid um, paid marketing tools like Facebook, social media ads, Google ads and so on. Um, Liz, um, do, you, do you, what are your adult acquisition channels? and um, i'm curious to to also ask whether you use any kind of um, um, maybe growth hacks or not necessarily uh, ppc sources um, of your traffic
1: so yeah so we as i mentioned that we we primarily do um, advertise on facebook and we use marketing agencies that use that data to then work out mm-hmm. the campaigns that we can target in um, specific audiences or we'll see where we need to optimise to, to get the most of our, out of our marketing spend and it's the same with PPC as well.
0: Alright, so, so this, uh, this is the main, the main source of your, uh, the main acquisition, those are the main acquisition channels as I understand at the moment for, for, for you. They, they are at the moment, yes. Oh, right. Um, Influencer marketing or social commerce, which is also kind of a hot trend right now when it comes to e-commerce. And maybe um, you've had anything successful related to those areas. Well, we see influencer
1: marketing as as the way forward. And we're currently building our network, network in that area where we're potentially a little bit behind the curve. Um, and definitely going on to the, the newer platforms like TikTok, it's, it's definitely part of our strategy to go, for, go forward with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're less reliant on
0: Instagram and Facebook, the more traditional platforms. Alright, and do you have any specific tactics on how to find the right influencers um, uh, for your brand? Yeah, so we, we've worked out the the persona of our um,
1: sort of our market and, and who we feel is um, representative of our products and who likes our products. So when we're looking at um, engaging with influencers, we're making sure that they, they, they fit that, that persona um, and making sure that we stay true to who we are and that they align with um, our ethos as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh um, what! Right. Um, you're you're based in the UK, but yeah. you sell internationally. Um, yes. And uh, how did you knew it was? How did you know it was the right moment to, to go global? Uh, can you maybe share a, a little bit or, or something for for other businesses um, at this stage, um, at, at more local stage currently, considering you know starting selling internationally. For us, um, the biggest thing was to get set
1: up in the UK and work out the, the fulfillment and the marketing side and make sure what we did was strong here in the UK. And then we know we've got a beautiful product, a product that in, um, interests many women. So we did um, some, just some easy sort of Facebook English advertising um, and also um, on PPC. Um, so it was all English driven to to go out into the international market. We then from the data that we gained from that where we got interest we've now launched um, in France Mm -hmm. um, with a French speaking website and all our advertising is in French and then we will then from the data that we got from our initial soft launch move out into more countries internationally it's something that when the brand started we always wanted to grow further from the UK um, but it's all about getting the business model working, um, getting the fulfillment side working, getting the model working before we felt confident to to go out into the wider. Before market.
0: Ska- scaling it, right, and also exactly. replicating yeah. it um, across yeah. other geographies. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I know that you um, you are running your you run your business on Shopify. Um, yes. Could you Liz share let's say top three Shopify tools or additional tools you use? Um, that are crucial to your business, and maybe tell us why. Okay. Well, we're because we're a subscription
1: business, so uh, we integrate with Recharge, um, and the use of Recharge enables us to run our subscription. Um, and also, the Recharge app is is great for some of the reporting dashboards for subscription businesses. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a lot of data. And Recharge is a, an app that's really developed over the. the the time of us using it in the last two years as well. So it's, it really has given us more and more data. And um, the other apps, um, we're integrating with Yotpo at the moment for our loyalty and referral scheme. We feel there are very important channels to um, increase our subscriber base and also exchange interact with our community. So we're, the loyalty scheme isn't live yet, but it's something that will be going live in the next few weeks. Because again, it's, it's all about, inter, it, speaking with our subscribers and giving them something back for staying loyal with us so those two are really big important integrations
0: into shopify for us Mm -hmm. and um if i ask you what are the top kpis for subscription e-commerce's uh what what those would be so uh um, acquisition
1: costs um for acquiring a subscriber is so important for us because we don't want to be spending too much to acquire a subscriber Mm -hmm. once you go over a certain level you stop being profitable so it's understanding at what level you can go up to to buy that subscriber and that links into our lifetime value of our subscriber so understanding how long our subscribers are going to stay with us and how much revenue they're going to give us will help us determine our acquisition cost for advertising so our lifetime value is very important and obviously that links to the revenue per user and also um, the churn so making sure we're maximizing the revenue we're getting from each of our subscribers but also looking after our subscribers so we keep our churn level low so once we've paid to get them in it really is important that that we give them uh, positive messaging through emails we like to do some gifting so anything to to, to keep hold of them and make them feel special and realize that it's it's more than just a a paid subscriber they are part of a a community so something we like to do every quarter is do what we call a member benefits email so we will partner with other subscription businesses or other eco-friendly businesses or business uk businesses that we feel fit our ethos and
0: we will offer our subscribers Mm -hmm. discounts on that business Wow, that sounds super interesting because actually my next question was uh, I was about to ask. So one of the metrics you, you you covered was churn rate and whether you can share some tactics you um, at FFS actually used to reduce churn rate or uh, improve your customer retention rate. But you, I think you, you you actually answered it already. Uh, unless you want to add something, something specific maybe um, yeah, I think the, the it's giving them flexibility with their subscription.
1: So they people don't feel tied in. So we've we've developed our customer portal over the years to make it as user friendly as possible. There's always more work to be done. We're always developing that and are looking at ways to make that easier for, for the subscriber to if they're in the wintertime are not shaving as much that they, they can pause that subscription. So they mm-hmm. don't churn off, they they stay with us or they may not be using the blades, but they may want to use one of our other products. So make it an easy and accessible for them to just make a, a, a simple change in their portal. And I think that's really important for a subscription mm-hmm. business, to give subscribers that,
0: that flexibility. Super cool. Um, do you have any specific upsell or cross-sell strategies in place?
1: Yeah, well, we that's when FFS started, They we introduced the three-step process for the shaving, which the men have had on the market for some quite some time, but it wasn't really shown to the women that it's good to um, exfoliate your legs before shaving because it brings out the ingrowing hairs and makes your hairs sort of come to the service. And then obviously using a high quality shave cream and then a balm afterwards so your legs don't go dry. So that in itself, that three step process is an upsell. Um, and it does help the overall shaving experience. We then last year introduced the fake tan because it's part of that process. You shave your legs, and if you feel that you want some color to your legs, especially in the winter or at the start of the summer, you want to get your legs out and they feel a bit pale, it's part of that that process. So applying a fake tan, me personally, my legs are extremely white, so um, I like to put a fake tan on before Same I, here, I do so I, I know exactly the pain. So it fits. It fits with the, the whole shaving and and feeling confident about your body and and who you are. If you choose to shave, that's great. If you choose to fake tan, that's also you know we we provide that service for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have I have two two more questions before before we finish. Uh, I would love to stay you know for twenty minutes longer, but we have limited time. Um, do you um do you identify anything would you identify anything as the biggest challenge related strictly to, strictly to the fact that it's a subscription business so um what are in your view um biggest challenges when it comes to running a subscription e-commerce
1: i think um, in gaining subscribers what, why is it's educating people on don't be scared of subscription because people are scared that maybe they get tied in um, it'll be hard to cancel so it's it's educating people that actually it's it's not that difficult and that we are we try and make it as easy as possible to to unsubscribe if you want to or be flexible with your plan so we're not going to keep taking your money and impossible to, to cancel or, or get out of that contract so it's educating people on that that side for us as a business it's everybody knows that this year has been a tricky year for marketing. Um, it's it's changed a lot. It's not as easy as it was. So it's, it's staying ahead of that curve and making sure that you're um, agile enough as a business that when things do change, you can change with it. Um, I think that's what COVID has, has taught a lot of us. Mm-hmm. We were in the right place with COVID when it when it happened last year because we were already an e-commerce business. So we did benefit from that, but we've all had supply chain issues and other issues along the way. So it's, it's just the day-to-day um, ability of the business to change with the times.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and my last question is, um, how do you expand your knowledge about online businesses? Or um, do, you, do, you use, do you listen to, to any specific podcasts or uh, subscribe to a specific business newsletter to, um, to, to get additional inspiration or just be up-to-date with friends? Um, Shopify and Recharge um, themselves both send out
1: um, updates and they do very interesting um, podcasts and webinars that are great for staying um, learning out what's happening in the industry from their point of view and they talk to other businesses as well that you can get advice and tips from and and it it, is looking out on the internet for various other companies that that do these webinars that can, can keep you up to date so yeah it's just a general search of the market really.
0: Thanks for listening. For this, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on metrics and KPIs that you track for your business. Is there something specific that you do? As always, you can find me at growth at user.com. Until next time.